The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. We are in the middle of Schlocktober. Oh man, I love me some Schlocktober. Man, this is my <laughs> favorite time of the year. Best time of the year. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Even with all the bullshit going on, I'm still going to enjoy my goddamn Schlocktober, no matter what the fuck's going on in the outside world. We have got to find the small joys in life the best we can, especially <laughs> in 2020. Seriously, 2020 is its own fucking horror movie, goddamn it. Oh, it is. It's the worst uh. one. It's yeah. the one I never want to see again. Yeah, it's an Uwe Boll directed year. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. But it's also brutal, like fucking Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Okay? It's like, it's it's harrowing. Yeah. Like, fuck this year. I'm just saying, like, if, like, you know, we took 2019 and had Uwe Boll directed 2020, you're like, God damn it. He fucked. Ah, this is all. Sh- no. Yep, that's that's this year. Yeah, this movie, th- th- this year is postal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Everyone is fucking just just horrible um uh anyway uh let's get this going i'm the groots fu hunter and tonight we uh we decided we you know celebrate schlocktober we wanted to kind of there's great horror movies to watch during halloween time but then there's some good beautiful disasters movies to also watch at this time not every movie has to be a home run some of them can be amazingly bad but so much fucking fun to watch during Schlocktober. Absolutely. And this is my bread and butter. Because yeah. I have an appreciation for all kinds of movies. Good, bad, and the ones that are just right in that middle zone that are kind of not that good, <laughs> but they love being that way. Yeah. And they are so much fun to they watch. They just kind of give themselves a big hug and they're like, just accept me for what I am. So, Groots and me, we just wrote down five movies just that we, we would recommend to watch during this time. Again, these aren't your top-tier movies. This is We're not talking Carpenter's Halloween. We're not talking, right. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Downgrade, but fun as shit to watch. Yeah, so. you can find a million lists and a million podcasts on the best movies to watch <laughs> exactly. for Halloween. These are the downgraded ones. This is the B level. <laughs> yeah. The B level list, all right? And yeah, five for each of us in no particular order. Yep. And uh, and then we also have a dishonorable mention. Which is, it's not a good bad. It's a bad bad. It's a bad. It's, it's it, watch at your own risk. We Yeah. Something we would put on each other as a schlock abuse style movie. Absolutely. That just hurts the brain. Absolutely. Something to get some friends together, get some drinks in you. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Maximum ass off. Maximum drinking movies, because that's the only way to not get angry at those. That uh, yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I guess I'll kick it off. All I'm right. going to go with, with the movie that honestly got me really into B-movies from the start. I, I saw it randomly one time in Cinemax back in the 90s. Okay. It's a sequel. It's Troll 2. Oh, yes. Yeah, because Troll 1 was trying to be a horror movie. You know, it had uh, several random people in it, like, uh, I think, 
what's her name from Seinfeld, Julie Dreyfus, whatever yes, like that. Yes. And you know, but it was trying to be somewhat of a horror movie. Troll Two, no. In fact, Troll Two is literally has zero trolls in it. It has goblins in it. Yep. But it takes place in the town of Nilbog. Um, <laughs> I would hope most people have already seen this, but it's uh, pretty goddamn amazing. Uh, town of Nilbog, and this family shows up, and uh, the town folks want to have them eat all their green-looking food. And I don't mean the obvious, like, broccoli. I mean, like, green eggs and green <laughs> milk. And when you eat this, it turns you into a plant, which then the goblins, the townspeople turn into goblins, and eat you. Yes, I know there's yeah. questions why didn't the goblins just go to the woods and eat, you know, vegetation, but then you're thinking too much. So it's amazing. Along with that, <laughs> I would say watch Troll 2, and there's a documentary called Best Worst Movie. Yep, I have seen watch it. Watch that immediately after to have such an appreciation for what goes on in this movie. It, it says a lot about the movie that it got its own documentary. Yeah. It was that bad. Yeah, but it's one of the, it's a, technically a horror movie. And there's some people yeah. who get killed. Yeah. And, so I would definitely put that as my uh, first recommendation for Schlocktober. It's super solid. And at this point, legendarily bad. Yes. Yes. So, I, yeah, I love it. it it's a good way to, uh, good thing to revisit. Um, my first one, I'm going to go with 1996's Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, God, man. Which started out very promising. And the legendary, I love the director, Richard Stanley, was at the helm. Yeah. And he had all these ideas to make this kind of like a really awesome, almost Lovecraftian sort of situation from the classic story. And then they ran into all kinds of like high profile actors that were, you know, going against each other, production issues. Suddenly the studios got involved and they were like, you know, we don't really want this to be as weird as you want it to be. Yeah. And he ended up getting taken off the project. And there is also a documentary yeah. about that. I was, I was going to say, I've seen that documentary and I would suggest that too, when you watch this, watch the documentary following the movie. To understand the madness. It is crazy. And yes, no, that, that documentary is amazing. It, it's bananas. Uh, they ended up getting John Frankenheimer of like Ronan and... Uh, uh, French Connection? French Connection yeah. fame to, to, to helm the thing. They it just was... had they had to throw him so much cash. They're like, just show up so we have a name attached to this. Because <laughs> I... Still, am confused as to why he agreed to it. So they might like literally. They, there must be an island. He must own an island somewhere that's just from putting his name as a credit for directing that movie. They had to. I mean, yeah. And I mean, this movie had uh, a late appearance of Marlon Brando. I think it was one of his last movies, isn't it? One of his last. Yeah. 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 Uh, Val Kilmer, right before his kind of fall, <laughs> a few years before his fall, it was kind of a downturn where, like, yeah. It really became apparent that he was hard to work with, and you learn, you see a lot of that in the documentary. Where oh yeah, he 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 hated Brando, Brando hated him, and so you have your two main stars who fucking hate each other. <laughs> That's and then yeah, all the other things that happen, and oh. yet you still have movie magic. <laughs> yeah, oh god, the 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 makeup, it's oh. and uh, the, uh, Feruza Balk was in it, um, but they also found the tiniest like uh, dwarf midget person ever on screen I think 
for this That's movie. right. He was the smallest. Like, uh, they found him in Mexico or something. Yeah. It's in the documentary. It's the most weird, bizarre thing. And Marlon Brando became such friends with him. He was only supposed to show up, like, like once or twice in, in the movie as like, a sci- as, like, a background character. He ended up being a major player because Marlon Brando just wanted him hanging out. Like, he was, I, I think... Austin Powers like played on that with like the whole mini me thing. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Which yeah. is funny because he was playing on that and the mini me thing became so much bigger <laughs> yeah. than the actual movie where you had the midget clone version of him or whatever. So yes. But the the I was gonna say real quick, the thing they have in the Spy Shaggy when they introduce Mini Me with the little piano yes. and the big piano, and you're like, Oh wow, that's pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure that's in that's in the movie. Yeah, that's in. that's that's not an original idea from Spy Shaggy. That was a OG legit concept that happened in yep. Do- Island Doctor Moreau. So yeah, if you want some serious curiosity, watching watch this flick, and then watch the documentary afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Side note, real quick, I just throw it before we go to the next one. Yeah. Um, the main one of the main actors in it, who uh, this was early in his career, David Thewlis. Yeah. Yeah. Who later on was the bad guy Wonder Woman? He was in Fargo season three, and like it's kind of crazy because <laughs> yep. I got to start kind of uh, with this shitty ass movie. Yeah, yeah, he had a big role in one of the Harry Potter movies. That's right, I forgot about yeah. yeah that too. So he was Lupin. Yeah, he was the wolf guy. All right, so what's your next one? Oh man, it's hard for me not to go here, and it's kind of funny because it's kind of bouncing off of what you just talked about. This like promising director and obviously just didn't come out the way he wanted it i went with 2006's the wicker man who was the director for that neil uh laboot okay who uh directed in the company men and uh nurse betty and i enjoyed both those movies yeah and they went you know what let me try my hand at the horror movie with Nicolas cage holy shit yeah, and I've talked about this movie. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, we did a GUI episode on Nick Cage, and oh, you, yeah. you can't help but bring this movie. It's not good. No, but it's, it's it's really not. But it's fucking amazing. It doesn't hold a candle to the. If original. you've ever wondered, like, I like Nick Cage, but I want to see Nick Cage dressed up in a bear suit punching women in the face. Check this movie has that. So we have had the most glorious range of Nicolas Cage, especially in Seriously. just the last few years. Where you get maximum insane cage, mm-hmm. and it's really good now. But this was at a period where the rest of the movie didn't support it. Yeah, you know, and it was trying to live up to like the amazing original Wicker Man with Christopher Lee. That wasn't going yeah. to happen. No, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I think this is the dawn of the whacked out cage because he was over the top. But this is where he. Just gave two shits. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. There's so many scenes in this movie where he's, I think, confused of how he's supposed... His emotions are supposed to be. Right. So he just goes bonkers, yelling at little kids and shit like that. What year was this? 2006. Okay, yeah. 2006. This is in that period where it was before he kind of had his second resurgence. Yeah. So he was This is doing... right before some of his movies went to directly on demand or That's what I'm DVD. saying. Like, yeah. it was this period that he was doing, like, five, six movies a year, and a lot of them were just, like, forgotten. Yeah. You know, like, he didn't really have any hits for a few years, and then he's really come back now. 
So. All right. What do you have next on your list? All right. I could go into more Wicker Man, but again, just, just, yeah, check that shit out. Check it out. I mean, it, it, if, if you're not sure, just go to YouTube, put in Nick Cage Bees, and yeah. the famous scene that's from Wicker Man. There you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's one of the great freakouts. It's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is going to be Tusk from 2014, directed yes. by Kevin Smith. Oh, a movie that was completely came up because it was an inside joke from a bunch of people on his podcast. Like it was like user submitted interactive feedback that created a movie plot that he decided to film. <laughs> And man, oh, oh man. Oh man, yeah. It it's... is fucking bonkers. It's it's about a podcaster who goes into Canada to go interview this weird old dude and it he ends up getting captured and the guy has a fetish where he wants to transform him surgically into the closest approximation to a walrus, which he feels is the greatest form of, of life on Earth. Yeah. And it's we, it's such a it's a weird body modification <laughs> movie is the best way to put it. It goes in weird fucking directions. It's like it's like if Cronenberg made a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, um, my actually my favorite part of this whole movie is uh Johnny Depp's mm. weird French Canadian private investigator character that is every line out of his mouth is fucking hilarious <laughs> and he shows up in the in yoga hosers and uh, we're still hoping that maybe uh, there, there'll be a third of the canadian uh trilogy yeah with moose jaws but uh, who knows when... i know that was that was that was supposed to happen wasn't it and then kevin smith tries to do a lot of things he gets and, very distracted and, so yeah, you know he smokes a lot of weed Plus, I, I know um, the reception to Yoga Hosers was uh, a bit rough. That he would probably definitely have to self finance the uh, the Moose Jaws. Well, he sell yeah he self financed Yoga Hosers. I think he self financed Tusk. I, yeah, I think okay. he's been self financing since Red State, which is actually an amazing fucking horror movie. Oh, that, that is true. Yeah, terrifying. Way I too. I always real forget right now. about that. Yeah. God damn, that movie's awesome. Uh, Michael Parks is also in Tusk, and and he, for what it is, he does a good job. Yeah, he's terrifying. Oh yeah, he's it's very like a like happier Hannibal Lecter. Like he's just kind of like you know what's gonna be great. I'm fucking you up. Like and but he's just always has a smile on his face. He's very proud of his work. Is yeah. the best way I can put it. Yeah, even though Justin Long uh, Long ends up in the most ridiculous rubber walrus suit yeah. at the end, yep. it's just like oh, and man. that's honestly like just an added point to the end there. So that yeah, that the very end just took me out of it, but it's. It's worth a watch. It is an experience. I'll tell you that. What's uh, what's your next one? All right. I'm going to do this. All right. So we did a GUI where we did 31 Nights. Uh, Lowdown brought this up. It, it, look, I think it's a great horror movie. But a lot of people are angry with this movie because of what it, the direction it went through in the franchise. I'm going to bring up Halloween 3. Oh, Season because of the Witch. Season of the Witch, because I fucking love that movie. It's got it's pretty goddamn silly. It has no Michael Myers. And then it's one of those movies, the first time I watched it, I'll admit, I was upset. I was like, where the fuck is Michael Myers, man? And then... Right. But you know what? Once you get over that, and you just watch it, it's so much fucking fun. I mean, dude, 
It's a mask company, and their plot is to murder children. <laughs> and your main star is Tom Atkins, yep. who is a alcoholic womanizer that's an ER doctor that pretty much tags along with this hot 20-year-old to investigate her dad's murder. But he's an ER doctor. He's not a cop. He's an <laughs> ER doctor who's like, sounds like I got to go get on the road for this one. And just hijinks ensue. There's some amazing death scenes in it. It's just worth watching. It's Again, some people go, don't watch that shit. Doesn't have Michael Myers. No, watch that shit. What you have to do is just not associate it with the franchise. Really. Exactly, and that's what it is. Because if, if for no other reason than it got attached to the Halloween franchise name, it really doesn't need to be. Exactly. And once you get over that, look, you want a little dash of Carpenter in there? He does a score, and he does the very 80s Carpenter-sounding yep. score, and it's so goddamn good. So I highly recommend it. Nice. Awesome. Great choice. All right, uh, my next one here I recently saw. It's a newer film from 2019 called Satanic Panic. Yes. And it's got, um, it's directed by someone named Chelsea Stardust, and I'm looking forward to more things from her in the future. Uh, it was actually her first feature, so good honor, because it was so much damn fun. Uh, the only big name that I recognized was Re- Rebecca Roman Stamos, yeah. Ro- Roman, whatever. yeah. I think it's Rebecca Main Stamos. Just say Mystique in the first two X Men movies. Right, right. I, I, she might have been the third one, but I don't know. I don't think she's a Stamos anymore. But you know, whatever. You know, life. Happens. I'm just going with her X Men credit, and she was a Stamos back then. So, and she was great as Mystique. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, she she plays kind of like the um, the queen bee of this super highfalutin, high society neighborhood of Satan worshippers that needs to find a virgin for some big demon summoning sacrifice situation. And they get a pizza delivered from this uh, young teenage girl. And it turns out she's a virgin and crazy hijinks ensue. And she's like trying to escape and the, the deaths are great. There's great gore. There's super fucking funny. Um, it's dark, everything that you want. It's definitely a horror, horror comedy too, because that is the, a horror yeah. comedy. Yeah, it is definitely a horror comedy, and it you delivered. Yeah, power moves amongst the sat- satanic worshippers, like yep. yeah, but suburban mom style power moves. Exactly. I can put exactly. It. You know, it's all these mansions and, and yeah, check it out. I I think I saw it. I saw it on Shutter. All right. Yeah, I saw it streaming on Shutter. Check it out. All right. So, my next one, got to have a good old fashioned slasher in here. Oh yeah. All right. You, you know you're gonna watch your Friday Thirteenth. You're gonna watch your Halloween. But there's this movie that people sometimes forget about called Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And you want a good early '80s slasher? Sleepaway Camp is the way to go. All right, it you know, yes, it doesn't have Jason in it. Doesn't have the, it is amazing. It's I mean like the it kills followed, in it are ridiculous. Yeah, oh yeah. The reveal at the end is that sells iconic as shit. That sells the whole movie. Yep. Because honestly, like yeah, it kind of follows the the beats of a slasher flick, but the shocking reveal at the end. You are absolutely correct. Completely changed the game, and everyone was like, what? Yep. 
So, again, highly recommend that. Because, again, it's one of those, it gets, some people know about it, other people have never heard of it before. Yeah. Gotta see that shit. And, of course, we did cover the last entry. Return uh, to Sleepaway Camp. Yep. <laughs> Which was awesome. So, um, awesome I feel like some of our listeners right now aren't shocked that I bring that up. But, yeah, because yeah, I loved the terribleness of Return to Sleepaway Camp, and this is the OG one. So. Yep, yep, definitely. No, great choice, bro. Um, all right, so I'm going to go with the spoof movie next, uh, one of the early ones, before the whole scream and scary movie stuff. 1990s Repossessed. Goddamn. <laughs> starring Leslie Nielsen and Linda Blair, a play on The Exorcist, and... Which is so crazy. They got Linda Blair to just come back in this spoof movie. Well, I, I think her career had yeah, I guess faltered a little bit after you know the 80s. And, uh, and she had a good sense of humor about it. And she came back to do it. But it basically was like a naked gun horror movie. Yeah. Okay. And it's got all the dumb gags like trying to one-up everything Mel, Mel Brooks ever did. You know, just, like, dumb sight gags and, and like, every one-liner you can think of. Yeah. But, man, it, it's just so much fun. And it's so stupid. It's been so long since I've seen that. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. But, yeah, it's definitely... It's, like, yeah. one of those... Like, I put that in the category, too. It's, like, Dracula Den loving it. It's just one of those... Yeah. Just watch it. You know, have some fun. I mean, it's definitely... B level of the, you know, it's like schlock movie, but you can't put it in like Young Frankenstein like category. You know, it 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 happened in that time before horror spoofs like happened a lot. Yeah, because you know you had that, that is true. Yeah, like once once it's it got pre, to... a pre scary movie is the best way to put it. Exactly. Yeah, because Scream the Scream films did it right because that was more satire than spoof. Yeah, but you know then it got into scary movie and then you had all the movies that came after that that were just like dumb 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 so this was early on it was fun that's yeah. all alright my last one I gotta bring it up Bride of Chucky it's one of those the Child's Place movies by the time you get to the third one it got stale as shit they were kind of done with it and then Ronnie Yu came in <laughs> and was like I got some zany shit let's have dolls fucking and awesome kills yeah. And that's all that movie is. It's ridiculous as fuck. I mean, again, I'll repeat. Dolls fucking. As in, you bring in a partner for Chucky. Yeah. Tiffany, who, you know, at the beginning, she's trying to resurrect him. He gets pissed off, kills her. Somehow, now she's in a doll body. And it was Jennifer mm-hmm. Tilly, right? Jennifer Tilly. That's yeah. right. And so you have a doll with Jennifer Tilly's voice. Which I, she almost, she already sounds like she would be that's, a doll. And that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> why it works so well. You also have, like, uh, what's his name from Three's Company? Um, John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. Who gets a face full of nails. Like, oh, man. It, there's some, uh, oh. And the most random of this, early, early Catherine Heigl. Oh, wow. I like, totally forgot Early she was as in that. shit, yep. There, she's the two teen- the teenagers that get held hostage by Chucky and Tiffany. But... Check it out. It's so much fun. And you can kind of pick up because later on, Ronnie, you directed um, Freddy vs. Jason. Yes. And that kind of like, we're not taking this seriously. Just have fun with this. That's Brian and Chucky. Watch it. It's not great, but it's fun as shit. Hell yes. No, I'm with you, bro. All that's right. A, that's a good one. Uh, all mm-hmm. right. Uh, we're so... down to Dishonorable Raid, or do you have one more? No, no. I got, I got, I got one my more. last right. I got my last one. All right. Uh, so this is the last 
campy, fun movie that Peter Jackson did. Like, he started making blockbusters with, you yeah. know, King Kong and all the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm talking about The Frighteners. Yes. From 1996, which has an amazing cast. Like, obviously, Michael J. Fox kills it in that movie. Yep. And, uh, you know, in the early onset of, like, his health issues, you can kind of start to see... It's a little, a little bit, bit here there. and there. But, I mean, we had D. Wallace... Jake Busey, Jeffrey oh. Combs. All you have to say is Jake Busey, man. I mean, all these, God damn, all these motherfuckers that we've all seen at the cons. Yeah, you know, and like love to see. And this movie is probably my favorite, like campy ghost movie. Yeah, it's so much damn fun. It's the effects are amazing. Like it, it, it's a, it exists in that weird place where it had enough budget to have really nice special effects. But it still had that Peter Jackson flair. Yeah. Where it wasn't all CGI all the time. You know, there was a lot of, like, cool camera effects. And, and it's kind of hardcore because it's, it's, it plays off like a comedy. But people are murdered throughout this movie. Oh, yeah. no, And that's what's kind of the weird setup is, like, it's like Michael J. Fox and a serial killer. Like, it's it throws yep. you off. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm in for the ride. It still it ends up being scary and funny at yeah. the same time. Because it's got... What Chi McBride in it? Yeah, and uh, and what's, what's his name from Full Metal Jacket? Arlie Ermy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, the effects are amazing, and also, fucking, I love this damn movie. Yeah, it, it it just has that beautiful line of of scary, funny, and it, it feels like the last of Peter Jackson's early career, which I love so much with. Dead Alive and Bad Taste. And, and it really that. is kind of the last of that. It really is. Because, like, he started to get much bigger projects after this. Like, this was his transitional project. Yeah. And I love it dearly. So, um, you yeah. want to get into these uh, oh, dishonorable man. mentions? Dishonorable. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, dishonorable mention is just bad, bad, like I said. You better drink a shitload, and it's, have some it's friends over. Yeah. Make fun of it. Have it, a good it's, time. It's a, it's it's one of those you try to see the humor in it, but it's not good at all. And I'm gonna throw this out here. I attempted to watch this a couple weeks ago. I made it about 20 minutes in. I've seen it all the way through before in the goddamn theater when it first came out. I'm gonna talk about Jason Goes to Hell, oh. the final Friday, oh, the movie no. where literally. Jason is in the first five minutes and the last five minutes. And the rest of the time, <laughs> he's a fucking slug that goes from person to person. So you see people kill other people like Jason, but you don't get fucking Jason. Right. Oh, by the way, low budget as shit and very much very early 90s. It came out in 93, and you can tell for sure it came out in 93 because oh. production is so goddamn cheap that... The only redeeming quality for this entire movie is at the very end when Jason goes to hell, I guess accurate title, um, Freddy's arm comes out and grabs him. And that's the only thing people talk about because that's the only thing you should talk about it because it's goddamn terrible. The whole movie was was meant to be a reveal for the last very shot. Yeah. So that you could see and all, the but, crossover flip. And see, you know what? Now, <laughs> all you have to do is go on YouTube or anything and just go, okay, see it. And guess what? You have a Freddy vs. Jason movie that's actually good 
So you have no real reason yeah. to see this movie ever. <laughs> so that is my dishonorable mention. Terrible, terrible, goddamn terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know if I saw the whole damn movie. Yeah. I I, I could have very easily fallen asleep in the middle of it because I certainly didn't pay to go see it in the theater. No. It, the funny thing is, is one of the main stars of it was the dude that starred in the TV series Friday the 13th. <laughs> which has nothing to do with Jason. And they have him in this movie. And it's like, see, we got the... And you're like, no. no this has no connection at all with anything. So uh, do you recall who actually played Jason in this one? I don't know. I, it I, might have been Kane Hodder, but I, I, I don't because know. Because if it's a different person, I bet you they are the least requested autograph <laughs> at a horror No, nope, guess what? It is Kane Hodder? Yeah. Well, Which is he... funny because Kane Hodder always is synonymous with being Jason. But people seem to forget he was in most of the shitty Jason movies. Well, yeah. at least he didn't have much work to do on this movie. He probably had a few days. I'm just saying he, he, was, was, he was in this. He was in Taste Manhattan. Not the good ones. Yeah. So, all right. What's yeah. yours? All right. So, I had to pick Leprechaun 5. Fuck. In the... Hood, cause, come on, man. Oh man, you got Leprechaun, Warwick Davis, and Ice T in this flick, and the fucking Leprechaun is rapping. Yes, and it's that really bad. It's really bad rapping. That it's like that generic, like those '90s sitcom white kid that's yes. like, check it out, I'm from the streets now. It's like that. The Leprechaun raps like a white kid in the '90s sitcom. All right. That's the best way I can put that. Now, I will give props to Warwick Davis for having range as an actor because he had to do that and make it sound somewhat believable and good, yeah. like like he wanted to do it. And it's the funniest scene. You can definitely watch just the Leprechaun rap on YouTube yeah. and check it out. But, but you should attempt to watch the whole movie. I mean... You got these rappers, Postmaster P and Stray Bullet. Damn. They they end up getting the freaking leprechaun to smoke weed laced with clover. <laughs> god damn it. Oh. oh my god. It's it's like the movie is like racist and ridiculous. So the big line from the leprechaun rap is Lep in the hood to do no good. Lep in the hood to do no good. It's oh so my dumb. God. Is there a, who, who, anybody else star in this? Anybody? Uh, I mean, other than Ice-T. And, and that's and who I'm going with, all right? Yeah. I they mean, got Ice-T. They probably gave them most of the budget just to make it street legit. Exactly. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the face, you know? Snoop Dogg had the hood of horror, right? Or whatever. That's right. God damn it. I forgot about the Bones. Some dogs and bones. Bones. Yeah. So yeah, that movie was fucking horrible. But it's 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 fun if you're if you're half lit with some friends. Yeah. So (sighs) yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's a short assortment of things off the radar, maybe a little bit that you can uh, enjoy this Halloween season. Have some good laughs. Give us some feedback. You know, after you know after you hear this. Go on our uh, Facebook side and give us some input, stuff that you're surprised we didn't bring up or stuff that you would also recommend that we didn't mention. 
So, I mean, again, we have a huge list. We've knocked down to five, but oh, yeah. I want to hear some input from everybody else. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely drop us a line on uh, Beautiful Disasters Podcast uh, on Facebook, beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, all the, we bring up all the podcasts on the GUI network at uh, www.guipodcast.com. That's right. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going. Everything's Halloween centric in October. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. we got our Schlocktober stuff. There's, it's, it's all Halloween centric stuff across all the podcasts, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely check it out and uh, we'll have more releases uh, forthcoming. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> for Beautiful Disasters, I'm the Groots. Happy Hunter. Thanks. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.